When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Oh, it is the last weeks of summer. <laughs> My child has two weeks left to go back to school and she is living her best life. She is going to be starting something great. So weird. We only have one child in um, classes this year. Like we're usually, we went from everybody in elementary and preschool <laughs> to for many years being in three schools. And now we're just in one school with one kid to manage one kid's schedule is is so blown, you know, I have all the adulting of the, my older kids, but it's so fun and easy. It's just easy. And can I just say, like, if you have a teacher or you are a teacher, you are a rock star. I have five sisters and two sister-in-laws that are teachers and they, you just, you are so underpaid and under-recognized and you are a hero. And I am just so thankful for teachers and people willing to go and teach our children at school and um, what they bring to them. And I'm just really so thankful. And uh, like, um, you know, it's so funny because like, um, as my kids were younger, I would worry so much about school and everything that was happening to them. And now, you know, since this is not my first rodeo, I have just such gratitude for school. And I know they're going to have situations where they're going to get hurt. They're going to, um, you know, cry, there's going to be, you know, I've been through it all, right? Failing and all the things, but there's also so much good there that I now like have a bigger perspective on the goodness of these hard things. And that's what I'm going to talk to you today is like the worry, like worry is something that our brains love to do. It is something that keeps our brains busy. Our brains like to solve problems. That's what they are created to do, to, you know, protect us and to solve like what is happening in our lives. And most of the time we are trying to solve a problem that is unsolvable and isn't even our problem to solve. And, you know, when my kids would go to school in the past, you know, I'd be like making sure that they were in the right class or they had a friend or they did all these things, right? Trying to solve all their problems that I foresaw for them. And it was exhausting. And honestly, like beginning of school to me felt like a very exhausting time as a mom. Um, and it's it's so interesting how I have de- such a different thought about it where I'm like, she's going to have the experience she's supposed to have and whatever happens we can handle that is my thought. And so I'm so relaxed about it. And I so gleeful and, and just not causing myself a lot of pain. And when our children come out, um, we think that worry is not optional. We think worry is necessary and that it is something that we have to do. Um, and we think that if we're not being worried, then we're not really being realistic. And that's what our brains try to really convince us that um, if you're realistic, if you're really a good parent, then worry is necessary. But the problem with it is worry makes us really feel helpless and really, really helpless when our child comes out. So our brains worry to try to kind of 
gain back the control of what is happening in their lives. And it makes us feel like we're taking action. And I think one of my favorite quotes is Irma um, Bombeck said, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but never gets you anywhere. So I love that analogy of like, when my brain is in worry, it's just a rocking chair going back and forth, going back and forth. And I promise you, it, I've never found that worry to change the impact of what I'm worrying about to really help. Um, because when I'm taking action or when you're taking action, you're no longer feeling worry. You're feeling um, determined or your emotion changes. And when your brain is telling you, you need to worry about this, I want you to know that is a lie. Okay. And, you know, my experience, it, and I'm not a person who is like a worrier a lot, but I do see that this keeps coming to play. And I know I felt it so heavy when my son first came out. I mean, I worried a lot about everything. It was like, <laughs> I was eating it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, right? And I would be buffering it. I think I gained 10 pounds during that time because the worry felt so heavy. And it really felt like me being a good parent, this was necessary. And, but the problem when I really look back at that time is my worry, and this will be your result too, is it be, makes you become a disconnected, distracted, and fearful mama. And your parenting decisions are going to be made from that fear and worry, which will probably not be your best juice to make parent mistake, um, parent decisions. And you, if you're like me, you're, you make parenting mistakes when you make it from fear and worry. So really understanding first that worry does not solve anything. And in fact, it can cause more problems. Like when I worked with my coach, um, when my son came out, um, that when she really taught me what my worry, the, what the result, the worry was giving me in my life, that was a groundbreaking day for me because then I was like, oh, I didn't even know worry, like not to worry was an option. Okay. So I first want to tell you that you, worrying isn't optional. It is not something you have to do. It is not a badge of honor. It is not helping you or anybody. And, you know, she, my coach would ask me, well, why was I worried? And I would be like, um, don't you understand like what my situation is? Like, I didn't even believe there was any other way to feel about it. And I really thought it was a dumb question because it was obvious why I should be worried about my son. And then she offered me one of my favorite questions and it really changed how I thought and my relationship with worry. She asked me, how was my worrying really helping my son? And just sit with that. Like, think about the problem you're worrying about. How is it really helping you or the person you're worrying about? And asking myself that question made me realize worrying was actually the opposite of helping. In fact, it was hurting my ability to help him by as it was taking away my energy and blocking my creativity from actually helping him. It was not using my imagination for me. It was using it against us. Um, and I couldn't really give her one useful answer for what or why my worry was necessary. And so I finally saw like that day what worry was. And I want you to remember this. Worry is a joy stiller. It's a manipulator of our positive emotions. And I was making parenting decisions from fear, which really resulted in me trying to manipulate and control my son's actions so I could feel better and I could worry less. So usually your worry is coming from mindset of something has gone wrong and that, like I said, there's a problem that needs to be solved. 
Um, but I was wrong. I needed to stop wasting my energy about the things that were out of my control. And instead I started to focus on what I could control, who I am. That is who I wanted to be in his story. And I was telling myself that if I worry, then it might prevent him from making bad choices, which is so funny to say out loud. But I really, when I really got to see my thoughts and my coach really helped kind of open that up. Um, and really, that's really what I thought. Like, I thought like, if I did this, I could control this. And um, I needed to really own the fact that his choices weren't creating my negative emotion. It was me. And that is the moment where I really remember getting my power back. And I realized worry is always optional and never necessary. So when worry tries to steal your energy, um, and it still comes into me, like, I don't think you could ever disconnect from worry. It'll come up for you. Um, but I've learned to remind, remind myself that being afraid of things going wrong isn't the way for things to go right. So I really broken my worry cycle and I know now how to get my power back when it comes up. So in order to overcome the habit of worry, because it is a habit and all the anxiety and suffering that goes along with it, we must be really willing to feel sadness and accept the sadness is going to be part of our human experience. Okay. And realize like feeling negative emotion is part of this life, feeling disappointment, feeling sadness. That is part of who, how we're supposed to feel on this earth. So I recommend you acknowledge and allow worry. Like when it comes up, say, oh, that, like you need to say this goes from sadness to worry, but then also get clear of the thought that is generating, generating that worry and really question that thought. Is it helpful? Is it useful? What's the upside of believing it? You know, find your worrisome thoughts because your brain will go where you tell it is. Like your brain's always going to focus on what you're focusing on. And, you know, I have found this recently with my children as they become adults and they're making more decisions on their own. My brain will go to like the worst case scenario. And because I am onto worry and I know what it does, then I, kind of answer the, the, my brain's questions of those worst case scenarios, because um, I say, well, what if they get in a car? Like one of my worries that keeps coming up is like, they're going to get in a car accident. Like it's just a perpetual thing. And I realized that then when I answer the question, then I'm able to like, oh, then we'll do this and we'll do that. And I answer my worry. And, you know, people are going to like, especially with our LGBTQ children, we're so worried about, how people will interact with them. Will people be hurtful to them? So we're really worried, not just about them, but how the world will interact with them. And I now know to like, instead of avoid getting into that worry trap that I need to feel like sad when something like this happens to my child, but also like be in a place where I'm not trying to control the world, but really helping them process it and process their sad and process their disappointment. And when we learn to, to process the sad and accept that our world will always have sad moments is when we lose the need to worry. We go into acceptance. So worry really comes from our thinking. One of these thoughts, you're like, your thoughts are either fabricating problems in the future or you're resisting reality or you're not believing in your faith or your ability to handle what's going to happen. So the first thing I want you to, to kind of break um, your relationship with worry is Focus on present pro problems versus your fabricated future problems. R worry and anxiety usually comes from things that we think are going to happen. In fact, 80% of the time when we think something, when we worry about something, it never happens. Um, 
And so I like to remind myself, we never know the future. We envision it, but that isn't exactly what it is. It is a vision. It's not the truth. So we envision might what happened, but it's not really the reality. And you can't solve a problem that doesn't even exist. And usually when you're feeling worry or anxiety, you are catastrophizing whatever circumstance you're worried about. So you have to redirect your brain to like stop manufacturing problems in the future. And it drives our brains crazy because remember, our brains like to solve our problems. And so how I do this is I'm like, you know what? I got this like little bit like this, like I'll figure it out. And the future problems we're envisioning are not solvable because they're made up. Right. So that's why our brain spins and worry because it is unsolvable. So how I get out of it is I focus on today. Like, what are the problems I'm facing today? Like, what is the next best thing I need to do? I bring myself back to the present. I breathe. Breathing is a really important thing. Like when we're like, okay, that's worry. I'm just going to breathe through it. I know that sounds light, but breathing across all um, practices that is such an important part to realign your brain. And this, what this does, it allows you to use your energy to actually solve what is solvable and keep, keeps you out of anxiety. The second way I break up with worry is I accept reality versus resist reality. A lot of a worry comes from the story we're telling ourselves that something has gone wrong that the reality of the situation really shouldn't be happening, that people should be different, the world should be different. That's really where our worry is, we're like we're resisting of what's happening. So when we start telling ourselves the story that things are happening exactly how they should be, and people are exact are doing it perfectly for them, like they're acting exactly how they should be, that's when we open up our brains to really see the evidence for that thought, right? You know, um, when I judge people that... Um, are doing something that I don't like, that's not helping the problem. But me thinking thoughts like they're doing it perfectly for them. They don't understand everything that I'm going through. And so of course, this is how they're going to react. What And that, that gives me compassion. And from that emotion, it's so much easier to have courage to act and to like to help and educate. Like I think about like, if your child, like, you know, somebody says something to them, you know, accept that this person has said this, accept that that person is where they're at. But then when you can feel like compassion for that person, instead of dislike, you're going to show up in a way that that person will listen to you in a healthier, open more way so that you can make change for that person and make the world a better place for your child. The magic of acceptance is we let go of trying to control the uncontrollable. You know, I, one of my favorite thoughts is you can't control the humans and you're not supposed to. I don't want to be controlled. So other people, I shouldn't have to want to control either. And so we focus on not what they're doing in their story, but who we want to be in the story. And, you know, I want to always feel compassion to for people no matter what's going on. And so really thinking about like, this is what's happened. Now what? Okay. And instead of like spinning in that, resistance of the reality of like that shouldn't have happened that gives me back my power and my energy to be able to show up and feel like I'm taking action that's solving a problem so it's really helpful for my brain and the third thing is faith versus worry you know when I feel worried I have to remind myself that this is God's business and he is in charge um, he is aware of all of us he knows our suffering he has a plan for all of us and Jesus Christ's atonement means we have nothing to fear. So when I'm feeling fear and worry, I'm not really believing in the goodness and the greatness of my God. So worry comes from thoughts that 
um, God can't handle things or he's not part of my story. Even saying this out loud, I find it funny that my brain tries to tell me that story because I always feel like the Lord is always working for our good, but life will not always feel good. And so you got to remember, like, um, when you see your children in discomfort, that is part of the plan because you think about your own discomfort and knowing that like that changed you and really escalated, made good growth in you and made you that next person. And that is a hard part of being a parent of an LGBTQ child that they're going to experience discomfort and watching that discomfort. And so you have to kind of grow your tolerance for understanding what discomfort brings, um, helping them process the discomfort. And like, this is when you have to like, your brain will talk to you a lot. Remember you think 40 to 60,000 thoughts a day, you need to get good about talking back to your brain. You need to talk back more than you listen to your brain. Um, and you need, what that does is that, and that focuses on like what your energy is in that moment, where you want to put it. Do you want to put it on the catastrophe, the worry, or do you want to put it on, you know, the world we live is not perfect, but this is a great opportunity for us to grow. Um, there's, and like, I like to really keep refocusing, like, but there is a lot of good. Um, even when somebody says something that is hurtful to my children, I try to remind myself like this man's a hot mess, but there's also a lot of good. And that like tells my brain the whole story that, um, my experience then experiences that good of that person and not just the bad. And so when I have my ability to like refocus my brain, um, it's so much greater when I learn how to like, I interrupt, interpret life events and losing that habit of worrying about them. Like when I'm starts, you know, stopping, not trying to control them. And that's when I like have those mantras and that's really important. Like, you know, nothing's gone wrong. Um, discomfort is part of life. Um, you know, there is good intent here. Um, there is good and bad in all of us. Um, this is our perfect journey. These are mantras keep me into that faith. So learning not to worry isn't something that just comes automatically to your brains. Worry is honestly your brain on default and it takes practice to catch that worry and to really see the result of what that worry is creating in your life. And that is why, like I had to hire a coach to break that cycle and it still comes up. Like she just worked with me on something that I'm worried about with one of my children. And um, I am like, I intellectually know I can't control this, but our brains still go, go back to that default, trying to control what is happening in our children. And we think if we think about it and she was like, she really showed me how that was what the result, like she went through the week and she's like, when you went and did this and thought this, do you see how you showed up differently for your husband and for your children? Because your brain was still spinning in that worry. So losing worry will really give you more peace and confidence um, or losing like the ability to like, to, to be in auto worry. Okay. Because worry will always come up and you want to be able to like see it when it comes up in your life. So I process it a lot quicker and that's what working with a coach or joining us and lift it together. That's what it's going to give you. It's going to give you more peace, confidence um, about your journey, about your child's journey. And frankly, it will just make your everyday life experience so much better because you're going to use your energy in a positive way that will change your life and change your, um, give you the results you want in your life and the relationships you want. Because um, I know one of the biggest things when you worry is you are not um, 
being the mom you want to be and you're not creating that relationship you want with your LGBTQ child. So that is why it's really, really important to be onto yourself, realize you're creating the worry, not the circumstance, breathe through it. Okay. Um, stay present, accept reality and go to, to go to faith and go to your mantras. And that will break up your relationship with worry. If you're having a hard time or if you find yourself catching a worry, come join us and lift it together. I have so many tools in there to help you. You coach with me to like get you out of it. Um, it's not something you have to spin and live in and because it feels awful. That's, so that's the great news. All right. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.